Welcome to Off the Cut, a podcast where we talk about building, making, and answering all of your questions. I'm Eric from Spensley Design Co. And I'm Zach from Zach Builds. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on air, you can send it to offthecutpodcast at gmail.com. You can find both of us on YouTube, Instagram, and unfortunately, because we have to keep up with kids, you can find us on TikTok too. All right, now let's get into the show. Good evening, everyone. Oh, man. I Dude, that <laughs> finger point, that was good. That yeah. really helped me out. Appreciate you nailed it. it. You nailed I it. I know. I felt good. Uh, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Off the Cut episode 46. We're up in Toronto. Today is known as Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. Re. Welcome that, to New Year. Yeah, it's that awkward time. Like, you remember writing papers as a kid? The go mm-hmm. like... Put the date on it, and it took oh. you six months to put the right year. Oh, do I ever? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'm not uh, going to remember to write 2023 on anything. And well, luckily at our age, we don't really have to put dates on stuff. It's true. The date does not come up that often anymore, right? which is nice. I appreciate that. You'll like this food of the day, by the way. Uh, but here in Ohio, today is respectfully dedicated to the food of the day, fruitcake toss day. Okay, last time, last week it was fruitcake, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why this was perfect. <laughs> okay. But, but it's doing that thing again where it's like, it's not food. Like, they're, they're talking, it's like the one where it was like buffet breakfast or whatever. Or food of the day was whiskey. Yeah, like yeah, that's it. That's I mean, I suppose for some people it could be a so, food. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about what is a fruitcake toss. It's some okay. sort of like competition or something you can do, right? Zach, I'm glad you asked because <laughs> as soon as I saw this, I was like, I'm going to come prepared so we're not hearing this awkward key rattling thing like we Thank usually you. have. That's, that's professional professionalism, ladies and gentlemen. Only took us 46 episodes. <laughs> Um, okay, hear me out. I got a couple sentences. Fruitcake Toss Day is on January 3rd. Yeah, I know. On this day, take that fruitcake you never got around to eating and and you don't want and Mm -hmm. send it spiraling hundreds or thousands of feet into the air depending on the power of your throwing arm. Every year, a few hundred people gather in downtown... Mina, Minoto Springs, California. I don't know. I don't speak okay. French. Uh, to hurl hundreds of fruitcakes into the air by hand, cannon, and slingshot. Wow. Fruitcakes last for ages. So don't throw that fruitcake out. We both know no one in your home will eat. Throw it into the air. That's the catchphrase. Okay, so let me ask you this. Here's a conspiracy mm-hmm. theory for you. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, I Was like this. Was Fruitcake Toss Day created by Big Fruitcake in mm. order to make up for their dwindling sales? They're like, listen, boys, people have caught on to us. They realize that nobody, this stuff that we're making is inedible. So now we need to come up with another use for it. Let's start Fruitcake Toss Day, and then people are going to buy our fruitcakes just to destroy them. And then I that mean, guy, if you. That guy, Got a if, huge bonus that year. If I you think. told me that, I'd be like, Zach, you're a genius. <laughs> if it you came, owned a fruitcake company and I came to you with that idea, you'd be like, hire that man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This give this guy the biggest bonus we can. <laughs> um nineteen ninety five was the first day of uh fruitcake. Hmm. Okay. Okay. 
Well, I mean, I like the spirit of it. You're, yeah. you're taking something that's inedible and you're finding a new use for it. Well, I mean, it basically mirrors what we had said uh, last week, that fruitcakes are disgusting and nobody wants one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a holiday to, to get that all situated. Um, I don't know why this reminded me of this, but over the holiday break, I was spending some time with my nephew, who's like two and a half or three. No, yeah. And I realized that the... The line between child's cutlery or child's plate, serving mm. plate, and frisbee is remarkably thin. Yeah, they have very high like lips on. And they're the... just they're just colored plastic. Yeah. I mean, if you gave me a child's dinner plate and a frisbee, I couldn't tell you the difference between the two. Especially if you're blindfolded. Exactly, exactly. I'd have to toss it and listen to the sound of it cutting through the air in order to properly know. Does, did he have the plates that have, like, the pre-designated, like, divider sections where you put, no. like... Oh, man. I mean, that, I mean, that sounds kind of nice, even as an adult. If somebody made, like, a nice ceramic plate with, like, little divided sections... Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you ever rem- you go to, like, a barbecue and, like, you put your baked beans in the, the exactly. one little plastic section? Yeah. Exactly. Have you ever met one of these adults that won't let their food touch? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my good friends does that. I know really? he's not listening to this. Austin, I know my good friend Austin. His his food touches, he loses his damn mind. Does it? Does he actually get like actually angry about it? I like if like say you're at a barbecue or something, right? And like he had like a hot dog on his plate, and then you like threw some baked beans on his plate, and it like touched his bun. He'd be like, "Dude, come on, are you serious?" <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd probably still eat it, but he yeah. wouldn't be happy about it. Okay, okay. I respect the people who, like, uh, it's okay to get mad as long as you eat it at the end of the day. I think that's fine. Right, right. <laughs> I feel you. I have a little bit of that energy. Like, I don't like unintentionally mixing flavors if I can avoid it, but I'm still going to eat the damn food. Like, not- Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's fair. Like, if you get a side that doesn't necessarily match with... You know, whatever it touched. Yeah, I think, like, the bean hot dog thing, that's a great example. It's like, I don't necessarily want bean sauce on my hot dog bun, right. but I will, I'll still eat it anyways. Like, that's it's not fair. crazy. Have you ever put baked beans on a hot dog? Almost acted like the baked beans are like the chili in a chili dog, but it's just straight baked beans? I have not done that, but now that you're mentioning it, I kind of want to do it. Oh, hey, I wanted to talk to you about this. I was watching a TikTok video popped up, and somebody was saying that it's like a Midwest delicacy to dip French toast into baked beans. Never heard of this. Okay. There's probably (laughs) some nasty food stuff Miranda does. They were like, oh, it's huge in Ohio to do this, to Hold on. Stand by. We'll task Okay, okay, okay. Hey, Miranda. (laughs) Mandy. Let's see. Let's no, see. No response. If she comes no, okay. in, we'll, okay, we'll okay. get a we'll get a live response. Um, <laughs> she does dip peanut butter sandwiches into chili, though. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe I'm mixing up my. It was like a white bread sandwich, and then like. So, so is that a Midwest thing to dip peanut butter into chili? So I had never heard of it. Okay. But she said everybody where she grew up, which is, I mean, that for closest geographical thing, think like Cincinnati, so like southwestern okay. Ohio. She's like, yeah, everybody there does it. I was like, really? I never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I, I personally, I get disgusted when people put ketchup on grilled cheese. So, 
<laughs> See, I wholeheartedly agree. Mm-hmm. However, I get I get where those people are going, right? Because it's like tomato soup. Like, you know. Oh, I never thought about it like that. But right. you're right. You're right. It's just so sweet. The sweetness and then the saltiness of the cheese. I don't know. I've got a good friend of ours that um, she despises ketchup so much that if you, like, sit next to her eating ketchup and she looks at it, she'll start gagging. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's I've like if we people... go to a restaurant, like, somebody's like, anybody get ketchup? You want, like, Haley, you want to sit on the other side of the table? Or <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. That is funny. <sighs> I've heard of people having really adverse reactions to mustard, but never ketchup. But I get it. Like, ketchup's, I don't know. It's a, it's a little weird and a little gross. I don't put it on a lot of stuff. I'm not a big mustard guy. Yeah. Like I it, I'm not. But, I, I'll let you know a little secret. I'm not a big condiment guy. Just raw dog in it. I, I literally raw dog hot dogs all the time. I'm down for that. Yeah, like I'm I'm there for the meat. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a, a lifelong slogan that I can get behind. Put I'm that on my tombstone. <laughs> Zach. Or here he for the was, meat. He, was here for the meat. <laughs> Oh, was it that was it to be 86, 87, 88, 88 to too soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, have, you, yeah. have you seen that always study in Philadelphia <laughs> where they get the uh, Barnabas Reynolds? That's like their cat or like the baby. And it's like 2004 to too soon. Too soon. They have <laughs> no, like a, I don't think so. I think it was they were trying to, like, fake a death to cash on the life insurance policy or something like that. That sounds like an Always Sunny episode. I love that show. Well, let's what do we got? First episode episode of the new year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very true. You know, I thought we could start this year Mm -hmm. with kind of uh, maybe a slight year in review. Talk about some things that went well over the past year. Okay. Things that went poorly. Okay. Um, first off, I want to say of things that went well. Mm-hmm. I think it was pretty close to about this time last year that you know you and I had started kind of talking to each other more often mm-hmm. and floated the idea of doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. I just want to say to everybody genuinely listening, we're blown away by yeah. how well this has gone. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And we truly couldn't do it without everybody who's listening. So yeah. I would say that's a huge, huge thing. Like, it's kind of interesting to huge. think, you know, last year at this time, this wasn't even a thing. So I know. Cool. And it's now it's like, it's yeah, it's like such a part of my life. It's funny how quickly something, if you do it often right. enough and you like put the time in, it can become like a big part of your life, which this podcast now is for me. So it's it's really cool to see. Yeah. Every time I check, you know, there's more listeners, more patrons. Like it just feels like feel very positive about it. It's one of the funnest things I get to do. So deeply appreciative of, uh, just that we have an audience that allows us to do that. Right. I remember the first time I looked at our stats and I was like, we got a hundred people listening to this show. Yeah. And now, I guess the episode that we just put out, we're consistently getting at least six, seven hundred views an episode, yep. which yep. in podcast world is like top five percent. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how you don't need to have a huge audience in podcasting, right? 
to be to be one of the bigger podcasts. It's kind of interesting, but uh, yeah, it's 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 cool. So we're just about to hit twenty five thousand total listens to our episodes, okay. which very cool. If you put that on YouTube, it's like <laughs> right, but that's that's pretty big for a podcast. So uh, yeah. everybody, yeah. we we genuinely appreciate it. The only way that this can grow or get bigger is if you share it for, to other people. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the truth. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate it. But what was something uh, within the last year that you think went well, poorly? Uh, you know, not as anticipated. Hit me with anything you got. Oh man. Um... It's interesting because I don't really tend to think of things. I know, like the New Year is supposed to be this time where you like retrospectively look back on the year, but it's because I don't really think of things in intervals like that. Um, Like I didn't even really realize it until you said it that we've been doing this podcast for a year. But yeah, it's like totally, uh, yeah. I I think it's March first or something was our first episode. Okay, well we've done forty six episodes, so one a week. It's like that's almost March first. March 1st. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think like what I feel like, I mean, basically everything for me for the last year has gone really well. It's exceeded my expectations and, mm-hmm. and uh, basically every way. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very thankful for all of it. It's all, it's all been great. Yeah. That's, um, did you, uh, did you, do you set like a financial goal for the, for the business each year? Were you able to meet no. that? I, you know, I really should. I have a lot of friends who are big on goal setting. They say it's really helpful, like, it, to set, like, certain intervals for you. I think sure. part of it is, like, a fear that I won't hit it, yeah. and then I will then have to deal with the internal shame of not hitting my own internal targets. That's but, fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, but it's 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 good to have something to aim for. It's something I know I should be doing, even though I don't. Yeah. Uh, so, everybody listening... Uh, do as I say and not as I do. <laughs> do you have any like targets or like things that you're like, man, this year, this is something I'd really like to hit. Yeah. I mean, I think a hundred thousand subscribers for me on YouTube was one of those things last Huge. year. Huge. Yeah. So that, that, that was a big one. Um, for this year, I have, I haven't even begin to think about it. Um, I would just like to, one thing I want to focus on this year is consistency in terms of the, like... Like a consist- tempo, maybe? The tempo, and also, like, the... It, it's hard with YouTube, right? But I would like yeah. to be getting consistent views on my videos. Even if they're not, like, huge, huge numbers, I would like it to be a little bit less feast and famine. Yeah. Um, so I would like to focus on kind of dialing in on what the audience expects, what they'll react to, try and get more in tune with my audience, I think. Right. And yeah. find some and, and find the middle ground where I'm also happy creating, but I would like to just dial in on that a little bit more. Stop, you know, having these videos that do hundreds of thousands of views and then you release another one it's like, oh, 2000 views. <laughs> like Right. And so. I guess from from a viewer or a listener standpoint, Everybody listening, you don't realize that having videos perform like that is really hard for Zach and I. Yeah. Because one, like the 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 mental aspect behind it, be like, man, this one just sucked. Um, but two, 
when you're re- reaching out with brands and talking to them, they'd be like, okay, well, you had a 200,000, 300,000, 400,000, 4,000 video. Yeah. That brand is going to go, oh, what yeah. if we partner with Zach on this video and it only gets 4,000 views? They're exactly. going to want to give him less money because of that. Exactly. It makes it a lot trickier to negotiate because you can't bring consistent views to the table. Right. You're essentially a gamble for the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, that's, that's, that's definitely part of the reason. But I also just, for my own... And so, I think one of the things that's so frustrating about having a video not do well is... Sometimes you know, like, okay, this video is not going to perform well. But other times you're like, I worked really hard on this video. Like, I'm really excited about it. And when there's that mismatch between your own excitement and the audience's excitement, people are like, I'm not watching that. That's not worth my time. And you're like, but I was so pumped for this project. Like, that's almost the hardest part of of having a video not do well. I know. I wholeheartedly agree. Like, when I put out the video of my How to Get Free Tools video, I was really excited to share this because it's something I'd never seen on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Nobody really talks about it. And I was mm-hmm. pumped and it did just crap. Like it hasn't done anything on YouTube. Really? I've I thought done, it did pretty well. It got to like, right now it's at like 20,000 views or something like that. And it's oh, been okay. out for like almost a year, six months, a year. Oh man, time flies. Right. <laughs> Cause I, I remember watching that video when it had been out for like a few days and it had already had like 10,000 views. I was like, Oh, this is going to do well for Eric. Yeah. Let's, let's see if I can go back. I mean, I've been like, uh, AB testing the crap out of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I can't, I do. I can't even look at my thumbnails. Oh, hold on. Oh, it must be doing well now. It's at 87,000. No, just kidding. Wrong dude. Wrong video. I don't know what any of my videos are because they have right. the dumbest titles and thumbnails now. Yes, because you've had to go back and change everything. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. it's a, I think it's this one. I just changed it to me holding a, a domino, and it says, I should have never bought this. And that, <laughs> that's a video about getting free tools? Yeah. I shouldn't have bought it. I should have <laughs> just got a free one. Oh, I see. I see what you did there. I see what you did Um. Yeah, no, I mean, so here's the analytics. It's slightly going up. So, yeah, it's got a good little trajectory. It's definitely gone up with with me changing things around, but it's been out yeah. for 160 days, so almost six months, and then 26,000 views. I mean, yeah. great, but I thought yeah. that was going to be one that just went gangbusters. I was really yes. excited yes. about it, but... That's how I felt about my NFT table, but thank yeah. you. Sometimes, and uh, I thought that was a sweet project. Yeah, thank you, man. I mean, it's... I don't know. It is what it is. It's just... So the hardest thing about that video is you think it's going to do well. Yeah. And it's like... Then you put it out. It doesn't do well. You start to question yourself as a creator, right? Yeah. You're like, yeah. do I understand what my audience wants? Do I understand what they're looking for? The types of things they're interested in? Like, yeah. So it it makes you question yourself and all your strategies and all blah, 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 blah. Like, and yeah, so... But at I the think end that of the day, mismatch is the hardest thing. Yeah, no, there's absolutely the mismatch sucks. But I think at the end of the day, as we talked about this, the vast majority of the success of a video yeah. is the stupid title yeah. and thumbnail. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, and that's why, like, I 
spend an inordinate amount of time going and like there's some videos that I, that I put out and I kid you not I'll have 20 to 40 different thumbnails that I make so mm-hmm. as soon as one I'm like okay this one did better than this I immediately start testing another one and yeah. I pretty much nonstop test them now yeah yep no you you absolutely have to and it's uh it's been interesting for me to see because I've had uh, like I've been able to get the click-through rate a lot higher mm-hmm. on my videos lately by you know by removing anything descriptive about what's in the video uh, has really helped, right. which is annoying to me as creator. But hey, again, what do you know? Uh, or what do I know? Um, right. But I found that it's really tanked my view duration. But it doesn't even seem to matter. Like. I've gotten a lot of my videos that have gone like literally to the moon. Like if I look at the analytics, it is straight up. Yeah. And the average view duration is like 20 to 22%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's been happening to me a lot lately, but it's like, okay, my click through rates like eight, 9%. Right. Even. And it's, yeah. So (laughs) I don't think it matters as much anymore. No, I thought view duration was super important, but now I'm starting to realize it's all just click through rate. Yeah. I guess one of the things, like, alongside making video and just woodworking that I've kind of stepped back and realized within the last year is that, like, how necessary it is for you to find these things to fail at Mm -hmm. because it exposes things that you need to change. And, like, Mm -hmm. if every single thing that you do goes perfectly according to plan, you're never going to change or grow. Like, you... totally. I almost like look forward to like something failing or not working because I can be like, okay, well then now I need to pivot and like I need to learn something new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's every, you know, every obstacle is a learning opportunity, right? Right. And you know, it's I guess kind of cliche to say, but if you if you manage, you just I don't know you you learn how to overcome each obstacle, and at the end of the day, you become a better creator for it, right? Right. And I think if you want to look at it with the tool aspect, kind of something I've been reflecting on recently, because I just got, I just actually just sold my table saw today and my new table saw comes on Friday. Sweet. But I'm kind of making this video talking about, obviously I want to talk about getting a new saw, but I also want to like kind of document the, here's what I started out with. And then I upgraded to this one. And then I upgraded to this one and kind of blend it into the, like, you don't know that you need all of these different things when you first start out. So, like, I wouldn't waste money on a $5,000 table saw when you first start. Yeah. Because you're not going to appreciate everything that's in it. Like, mm-hmm. start with the crappy stuff. Have it fail you. Get mm-hmm. mad at the tool that you have. And then upgrade. Like, I think yeah. you're going to appreciate and respect the tools way more when you go with that. Yeah, well, because, like, I mean, I know this from the camera world. Like, I had a couple buddies who were, you know, they they were born into means, let's just say. Sure. And they started getting into photography and videography, and they ran out and they bought these super expensive, like, $5,000 cameras. Sure. And then they get frustrated because they're like, well, you know, I have this expensive camera, but my the videos I'm shooting with it don't look like what you see on TV. Right. And it's like... Yeah, just because you have the like the fancy tool, 
it's, it's not, it doesn't guarantee results, and you won't even appreciate the fancy tool unless right. you've invested all those hours into learning how to use it properly, right. right? That's when all the bells and whistles start to really become useful and appreciated. It's like, okay, yeah, like I can use this little... Uh, like this little stop, or I can use the extra horsepower on the table saw, or right. it glides so much smoother than my old table saw. You don't appreciate those things until you've learned the crappy tool. <laughs> right. And like, for me, the biggest, the biggest jump from going from my job site to the contractor saw that I had mm-hmm. was the fact that when I set the blade, like this seems really trivial, when I'd set it to 90 degrees or set it to 45 degrees, it would actually stay there. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, like, I'd run a board through, and then I get to the end of the cut, and now I've got, like, a five-degree <laughs> lean on, yeah. the, on the job site saw. And I was like, this is infuriating. So, like, sure, the contractor saw that I had is not the best saw in the world, but getting that, I was like, this is amazing. It's funny. My saw stop has, like, a locking adjustment, so you can, like, you know... you. Yeah, the, you adjust the wheel till you get till right. you get to, to ninety, and then there's another inside wheel that you can crank down to lock it in position. But because it's a nice saw, I, it, like no amount of vibration has ever moved it off really? ninety degrees. Yeah, so I just leave it. Like I never lock it down after I set it. But it's that's there. so funny because <laughs> I was so used to my job site saw that it would just move that. Still to this day on the contractor, I guess not anymore because I got rid of it today. Um, I would crank down that handle so, so freaking hard that I had to get a wrench to turn it every time. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't think you'll have to do that with your Harvey once you get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Yeah. I, uh, Who else? I was seeing somebody else. Maybe it was Christy. Did she just get one? Yeah, everyone's getting them. Everybody's getting them with yeah. the big, like, it, uh, actually, maybe it wasn't Christy. I feel like it was another female creator. Anyways, but I saw the, the sliding, what do you, like, the, oh my god. The slider crosscut yeah. table thingy? Crosscut, there we go. Yeah, the yeah. crosscut attachment for it. It's big. It's got, like, legs that come down off the side. Yeah, I'm, actually, I, I don't think he sent it to me. It wasn't in the shipping manifest, so maybe oh, it's back ordered. I don't okay, know, okay. It'll be interesting to see. I'm curious if it will fit in your shop because it looked like it was an additional like 16 inches off the side. Of I have the... no idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm a little to see. nervous, but I uh, <laughs> there's a guy uh, Greg came mm-hmm. by today and he 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 messaged me. He was like, "Hey, I've got a Ryobi table saw that has like a 12 inch rip capacity or something like that. Do you think this will be a good upgrade?" I was like, "Dude, oh, but, oh, but. you are literally <laughs> the perfect." person yes. for this so he came by yes. talked to him real nice guy but then as he was there i started realizing like well you probably can you could you should take this miter gauge because i'm gonna get a new one. Oh, i also got a new set of dado blades take this he walked out with like um shot vac one of those <laughs> cyclone things mm-hmm. i gave him so much stuff a bunch of woodpecker stuff that i had extra nice. of and he, he nice. just walked away with like huge eyes and was like are you sure? I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, you're doing me a favor. Like, get it out of here. Thanks. Yeah. So it was pretty cool just to, to meet somebody. And I had, I've been where he was with that saw. So I was pumped to give him this. That's yeah. That's awesome. That's really So nice. I gave him the, what's well, a $700 table saw, a $400 uh-huh. router lift and a $200 router. Plus all the other stuff I gave him for 500 bucks. Really? 
Right. He's I was set. Like, it seems like a pretty good deal to me. I'd be happy with it. Does your new table saw have a rotor lift already built into it? It does. Oh. Cast iron, too. That's fancy. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I just I got off the phone earlier with the freight company. Mm-hmm. Dude, managing freight deliveries is a nightmare. And were I know because that's what my like day job is in. I know. I was going to say, were you like speaking all the like inside lingo to the guy? Well, that's what I asked. She was like, yeah. Um, or she. Sorry. Yeah. Come on, Zach. It was a customer <laughs> service lady. She was like, uh, we, the earliest we can do it is Friday. I was like, yeah, perfect. And she was like, we'll deliver it somewhere between 7 a.m. and 9 p.m. I go, you can't give me a, a two-hour time window? She goes, nope. I go, well, I work with your company in my day job, and I know that a two-hour time window is standard for your company. <laughs> and she goes, oh, let me get back to you. <laughs> Never answered that. But then she was like, can we, can we get a semi-truck to your residence? And I said, no. I was like, you need to put it on a 26 or 28-foot box truck. Mm-hmm. She said, a what? I was like, yeah, this is like... <laughs> this is what you do, right? Like, <laughs> You call people all day to deliver this stuff. And yeah. I, do, I have no idea if... That's funny. It could potentially be a nightmare. I mean, like, if they don't come with a pallet jack... Oh, they have to, though, don't they? I sure as hell hope so. But, like, what if the truck just goes out on, like, the main road and is like, hey, I'm here... Like yeah, they, they're to, not going to leave it on the main road. No, they well, would they even legally be allowed to leave it on the main road? I wouldn't I sign like, for it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see. I'm curious to to I'm excited for next week's episode when you tell me about the delivery fiasco. Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. It is going to it's a 913 pound pallet. Amazing. Amazing. I thought my my CNC was like four or five hundred pounds. I thought that was big, but uh, that's well, not. I mean, level. like the pallet itself usually weighs like seventy pounds, plus all the mm-hmm. corrugate and like all the other stuff. And ugh. hopefully, it comes in a few pieces. It's not just like one. Uh, Although, eh, maybe that might be kind of nice. I I gotta imagine that like the cabinet, it's gonna be one piece, and then like the wings and stuff are gonna be separate pieces and. Yeah, it's been so long since I got the saw stop. I can't even remember. Oh, it's a nightmare. Was when you get freight deliveries to your shop, is it a disaster? It's not too bad because it's kind of like just back up into the driveway, and you, yeah. you can like back up to like within five feet of the door, and then just wheel it out. So it's, just it's use not the too lift bad. Gate. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. You know, speaking of disasters, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Somebody messaged me, and I I, I apologize because I don't remember who it was. Somebody wanted to know if there was an update on your parking spot fiasco in your condo. My... Oh, man. <laughs> Did you sell uh, your car? No. <laughs> oh, so now I had to, like, yeah, now I had to navigate in at an incredibly awkward angle, which sucks. I'm like, yeah, I need to get a shorter truck or something so that I can get in here easier. But basically, now I have to... So... I had it pretty sweet before. Briefly I don't know if recap for people yeah, who okay. might be joining so, the podcast recently. Okay. Basically, the building management company, I live in a condo, and I park my truck underground in a parking garage down below. Um, and the basically, when I signed the lease, they screwed up, and they told me to park in the wrong parking spot. And this came to light by because my neighbor was storing something in the back of their parking spot, and they kept sending me emails about it, like, hey... 
why are you storing the stuff in the back of your parking spot? It's like, it's not my spot. I don't park there. Check the deed. Like, right. I'm in the next parking spot over. Anyways, it comes to light that I've been parking in the wrong spot for, I don't know, a year and a half now. So now <laughs> I've had to swap with my neighbor. At first, I thought my neighbor was just going to be cool about it. I was like, can we just continue to both park in the same spot? Right. Like he's on the board of the condo, oh, and I think he's a God little bit of sakes. a rule follower. So he's like, no, no, no we got to switch. We got to switch. So <sighs> we switch parking spots. But I have the big, long truck, and I'm in underground condo parking. So it's kind of awkward for me to get – I like, my truck barely fits. There are three or four points between the entrance to the garage and my parking spot where I'm working with, like, inches. Like, oh, wow. I'm almost scraping pillars the whole way down to my parking spot. An inch makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so I used uh, so the parking spot was actually pretty good in the sense that it was at the end of a big long run. Okay. So I could basically come down the the lane or driveway or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, hang a right turn, and then back up right into my spot. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, or I could probably head in, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a real driver, an so I back, yeah, I back into yeah. every parking spot. Um, but now I've shifted one spot over to the side, so I'm no longer at the end of that long run. So now I have mm. to back up. I have to go hard 45 degrees one way, get the end of my truck between my neighbor's car and a pillar... Get in about like 10 feet and then start cutting back wildly and then try and just thread this little tiny (sighs) needle that's just barely bigger than my truck to get in every time. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not not super happy about it. So you didn't take up take my idea up with just telling the condo board that you guys sold each other your cars. <laughs> no, I mean, that was going to be my plan if my yeah. neighbor was a real human being, but apparently he's one of these rule followers, so... I hate people like that. I know. That I, It's just like, can't you just be, can't you just be cool? <laughs> Everybody? Do you, is that your biggest grievance that you needed to air for the Festivus season? Yes. Yes, I think that was I think that was the biggest one. But um, coming that reminded me uh, coming back to things that I would like to do in oh, 2023. Oh. Get your Ford Lightning. Yeah, get my Ford Lightning. That's another grievance. We'll cover that later. <laughs> but uh, no, but on a serious note, is just be on my phone less. Ooh, and I yeah. know this is like such a like classic millennial thing. And I'm pretty good about it. Like, if I'm out to dinner with all my friends, I'm not the person checking their phone all no. the time and scrolling Instagram or whatever. But just, I think especially a lot at home, especially a lot with Sophie, like, I have a tendency to, like, if we're eating dinner, like, look at my phone and, like, respond to messages oh. and stuff. Try and find a better work-life balance and be more present for more of the time. That's fair. Do you guys yeah. do you guys eat at a dinner table or you typically eat on the couch? No, we ate on the couch, which I think is uh, a bad, bad practice to be in. So, so. we, this el- elusive dinner table that people still don't think exists, mm-hmm. we built that like specifically so like when we eat dinner, we 90 some percent of the time sit at the dinner table and we don't bring our phones and it like forces you yes. to just talk. And it's great. Yes. We love it. Yeah. We love yeah. it. We've, uh, Sophie and I, we haven't decided on the exact time yet, but we want to set a time every day, be it like 9 p.m. or something like that, where we just put our phones in another room. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. 
and that's it. Like, that's, you know, phone off for the rest of the day. Because what happens after 9 p.m.? Like, eh, right. whatever, I don't respond to a couple Instagram messages or something. One of my... One of the biggest things that's helped me is I have turned every single notification on my phone off mm. other than phone, text, and calendar. That's so, like, smart. If you send me a message on Instagram, oh, I yeah. will not see it until I click on the Instagram app. I don't even I like get that. like the little like circle that comes up on the app yep. because if I see that, I want to click on it. Right. Right. That has been – it was really hard to adjust to at first, but, dude, it has been a game changer for me. Yeah. I think I should I think I should do that as well. Likewise with – I don't think I have it yet, but on the iPhone, you can uh, focus sleep. Okay. So I can put it on sleep mode. So, like, mm-hmm. if I unlock my phone like this, mm-hmm. it says sleep, and I can't just scroll up. Oh. It'll like want you to enter a password in and basically would be like, hey, you've like set yourself in this sleep mode. Put your damn phone down. So you can't just I like, like pick it up and go swipe. It'll yeah. like prompt you for a password. And then you're like, that's right. Don't yeah. use my phone. So yes, I use don't. that and it helps me a lot. I think I should do the same. I think I should do the same. Because you don't really realize it's like. If your first instinct when you're bored, like, you know, when you're lagging up. Well, yeah, swipe up. Try and find some stimulation, right? But right. if you don't Hey-o. have that option of, <laughs> you don't have that option available to you, <laughs> right. then it's like the next logical thing to do is like start a conversation with the person you're with. Exactly. And yeah. I think that's the, you know, it, it adds a little bit of friction between starting conversations, just having a moment with the person you're with. And it like, it gives you like a separate path that you can take. And I don't always take it. Like, you know, I'm pretty good about, you know, having real conversations with my partner, but like I could be better. Yeah. So I think everybody could, I, I forget what they are. I don't know. Oh, so there are these card decks that they're right next to me. They're called, questions for humans Mm -hmm. and they have a bunch of different like versions like i've got a couples one i've got like a guy's night i've got friends and so like you want to do a couple's question zach yeah let's do a couple's question okay uh this this is going to be the one what household chore do you hate the most and before you answer it, the idea okay. is like some of them are a little deeper or whatever. Yeah. But the general concept is like you have this little question that like might be kind of funny or whatever. None of them are political or whatever related. And it just like yes. starts a conversation. Like sometimes uh, Miranda and I will bring these to a brewery when we'll answer like one and be at the brewery for like four hours. Right. Right. Oh, I like that. That's a good idea. Uh, to answer your question, uh, I think deep cleaning the bathroom. I'm always, you know, like, I like cleaning the bathroom. Well, there you go. We we would be a good match. Maybe we should uh, ditch our partners and just I'm down. <laughs> and just move in with each other. So, because I like getting like I'm like, man, this bathroom is nice and clean. Yes, I oh, do like that. 
I like. I it. also. I so this is this is such a weird tangent, but I replaced all the light bulbs in the bathroom, Ooh. and I went from sixty watt bulbs to a hundred or the equivalent because they're LED sure, to sure. the equivalent of hundred watt bulbs, and now the bathroom is way brighter, and mm. I like it so much because when you're cleaning your teeth, you can really see all oh, the gunk yeah. that's still in there. <laughs> well, here's a, here's a real question, and see this this is how the this is how the yes, the cards yes. work, right? Yes. Um, what Kelvin light bulb do oh. you use in your home? Are you a 2,800, 4,000, mm. a 5,000? Uh, so I'm, I, I like 2,700 mm-hmm. for the look of it. Yeah. But 2,700 tends to look really bad on camera. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I've gone around, I've, it's, I've gone around the house and done everything in 3,000. Which That's is like fair. my compromise. It's close. It's a little closer to like bright white, uh, so it looks a little bit better on camera. Like I think all the lights in my room right now are three thousand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looks good. Yeah. Yeah. What about so, you? So because we're in the apartment and there's like zero overhead light anywhere. Oh, interesting. Had to go with five thousand. Oh. But dude, it is. It's bright. And like sometimes, if you're like, I just want to relax, you're like, we well, have to turn the lights off. Yes, because it amps you up. Because it's like it's closer to sunlight, right? So it's it like makes you feel blue. like you're in a hospital. <laughs> that too. That too. <laughs> but you know, so I have heard that people say that five thousand Kelvin is actually really good to have in your shop because yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, it's like you can see details easier. I'm not sure what the exact science behind it is, but it's apparently it's a little bit easier to see fine details. With it, I dig it. So, yeah, I cannot um, wait to get out, get a new shop, and like have. I think I have six, like twenty-four inch strips in the ceiling, and like it works. But I could definitely get more light in my shop. Yes. Yeah, I mean, six is probably pretty good for the amount of space you have, but I, it, you can never have too much, right? No. No. Like, a worst case scenario, you throw a dimmer and just take everything down to 80% if you really do have too much, but that's pretty rare. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And ones yeah, totally. that, like, aren't cheap. Because, yes. like, sometimes I'll notice, like, huge variations flickers. in, like, the white balance. The, oh, the flicker's terrible if I'm not yeah. at 180 degrees on the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. Uh, and or going back to the whole concept of being more present and also what you were saying about the cards with conversations. Um, and, uh, I was, I was talking to a friend of mine recently and he's a, he's an introverted guy too. So we, we we're on the same wavelength there, but I was talking to him and he was saying how, when he would go out with like, you know, those, those moments where you like go out with your girlfriend and your, or your, partner and you're meeting sure. like her friend's spouse yeah yep. and you don't know the guy that well i i was i was saying to him like a lot of the time what i do is i just i keep a lot of my own opinions bottled up oh hell I, yeah i won't necessarily share a lot of stuff but he and he's the same way but he was saying to me that he realized that in a weird way that's kind of selfish <laughs> because you're just looking for an easy out on the conversation. Like you're just, you're not having a real human interaction with the person. If you're not really sharing your true opinions about things. And Mm -hmm. it, it's that struck me as very true. And it's like, you're not really connecting with another person unless you're like really 
sharing what you believe and you know just sharing your own personality it's it's selfish to dominate somebody and not let them share yes. the, and not listen to them but it's also selfish to not really share your true self with other people so that's fair yeah, yeah. So that's also something I would like to work on a little bit is uh, just being more of like actually present and being more of myself when I'm out with people. I think there's also a line to be had to like, let's say, you know, you, you meet Miranda for the first time. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you just like, you're like, Hey, I'm Zach here. Are all my political views. So-and-so should die. It's like, whoa, easy dude. <laughs> relax. Well, but yes, I a hundred percent agree with you, but you know, like maybe I say to her, I think that dipping peanut butter in chili is gross. And, but then she's like, well, have you ever tried it? And I'm like, well, no, I haven't actually ever tried right. it. Let's go, let's go to the kitchen and actually try it out. Like, I think, yeah, you have to caveat like sharing your opinion with like also be open to being wrong and don't be right. an asshole about it. Right. Like, right. But I think, in some ways, not sharing your opinion can make you one of those weird, like, angry political people, right? Because you're not yeah. interacting with people and, I don't know, seeing their reaction and, like, kind of bouncing your ideas off other people. I don't know. It's, yeah. Or maybe you say, share my thoughts and opinions on things that I'm willing to have a civil discourse about. Yeah, but and be willing to have civil discourse about more things, you know. Sure. Yeah. Like I, yes, yeah. I, th I, I understand what you're saying. Like uh, so many people have a hard time with the civil part of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, there are so many like some of my friends where I know that I will never bring up a certain topic because 100%. they are unwilling to have a conversation or unwilling to potentially think or hear views outside of their own. That's so yeah. I know it's not even worth talking about. Yeah. I know. And I struggle so much with that too. Like I had my friend over on new year's Eve and he started going off on all this like political stuff. And I disagreed with basically everything he was saying, but I just kind of sat there. It. I smiled. I nodded. I was like, let's just wait him out. Wait till he's done with this tirade. Right. And I was like, but that's not like a real human moments you know like it right. is again it was comes back to it like i was kind of being selfish in that moment i was like i'm not going to share my true opinion because i just want to get through this as quickly as possible no i 100 percent agree but yeah. I, I think sometimes you can tell when somebody is unwilling you're to right. have you're a right. civil discourse yeah no you're you're absolutely right so there is definitely a uh some some line to be drawn somewhere but I think, personally, I err too much on the side of, like, just go along to get along. But, no, I, I yeah. am probably the exact same. So, <laughs> one, I guess oh, maybe the thing we can, we can talk about is if we're in this situation where you're, you're meeting, like, your partner's friend... Mm -hmm. Or your partner's friend's partner. That's typically mm -hmm. how it is. You know, Sophie's yes. like, hey, Zach, I want you to go hang out with... Kayla and her boyfriend, and you're like, I don't know this Doug guy. <laughs> yeah, and you get exactly. stuck with Doug in the kitchen. What do you talk about? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, usually, okay, so normally I start with the basic, what do you do for a living? Yeah. 
Because that's usually pretty... And you can tell pretty quickly when you're talking to another guy if they're into their job or not. Right. And if and so if they're into their job, it usually makes for very fertile conversation. And if they're not, then it's like, okay. Then then my go-to okay. is usually, what would you rather be doing? If I get the sense that okay. they don't like their job, yeah, that's, that's usually my go-to game plan. The first one I always ask, because I know that I can follow up with kind of a funny story, and usually it... it kind of breaks that like ice as i always Mm -hmm. say so if you go out with you know sophie's friend kayla and doug you go doug how did you meet kayla even if you know you might hear a funny story from his oh yeah i like that i like that so try that one it's yeah yeah it will for sure and it's a genuine question but also gives that other person like you can kind of gauge their personality like if they're gonna tell you something silly you'd be like oh this guy's a jokester like we can joke about stuff right yeah yeah like that's okay so that's a good example i have a really hard time joking with people that i've just met because i'm always Mm -hmm. really worried that i'm gonna offend them or your the delivery is gonna be bad well the delivery is always gonna be bad i've come to accept (laughs) that that's the that's just the natural order of things right but i have a very dark sense of humor sure and i'm always really worried that i'm gonna like offend people when i make jokes right right so i so i often don't joke but you know again that's like that's me being scared and then i'm depriving the person of maybe a potentially more entertaining conversation no that's fair that's fair one of the things i know that Miranda told me she so like we have this running joke that one time this was several years ago we were hanging out with my parents and we were playing like Uno or something like that and my mm-hmm. dad got all mad he was like oh you guys are just being big stupid idiots and there's like just as like a joke right like if you knew my dad you'd know it was a complete joke so like we call mm-hmm. each other big stupid idiots big stupid idiots all the time <laughs> why well, I called her that around her mom and her mom got mad like her mom thought i was being like super disrespectful (laughs) and it's like it's like stuff like that right that like if the delivery is off or the intent you didn't learn then you know no no totally i know exactly what you mean yeah it's it's uh it would be funny to Miranda's mom had she known your dad a little bit better if she was in on the joke but she's not so yeah yeah Yeah. and like i totally get how it would be you know, challenging to yeah. to have somebody say that to your daughter. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? I bring you into my home and you call my daughter an idiot. <laughs> What's wrong with you? And not just an idiot, a big stupid idiot. Big stupid idiot. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to. I have a grievance that I want to air. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lighthearted grievance. Okay. Are you familiar with Steve Ramsey of Woodworking for Mere Mortals? Yes, I am. Yeah. So I highly enjoy his second channel, Steve Ramsey Plus. Oh. Um, every year he puts out a Steve's favorite movies of the year video. Big movie guy. Okay. Well, I took one of his movie recommendations and let me tell you, and I don't say this lightly, this movie, and I'll take the explicit here, <laughs> was absolute dog shit. <laughs> Does it make you respect his woodworking less now that his movie suggestions are so it shit? It was so bad. All right, what was the movie? I gotta know. Okay. So, it's, and hear me out, it sounds, this is my kind of movie. 
Mm-hmm. It's a thriller called Barbarian. Oh, okay. Okay, I I haven't seen this, but I had a friend recommend this to me recently. Did they watch it? Y- uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you, Zach, if you have HBO Max, mm-hmm. um, if not, I'll give you my password and you can watch <laughs> okay, it for okay, free. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, go into it just knowing that like the first half hour, you're going to be like, man, this is a good movie. Mm-hmm. And then one thing happens and you and you start laughing <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. So the premise of it. Is it? Um, it has Bill Skarsgård, who played Pennywise the Clown in the sure, re- most yeah. recent It movies. And yeah. The premise of it, and I'm not, I won't give any spoilers away, is uh, there's a girl, I don't know what the hell her name is. Um, a girl rents an Airbnb, goes to the Airbnb, can't get in, you know, whatever, knocks on the door, and then Bill Skarsgård answers. And he's like, yeah, I rented this Airbnb, too. You know, some discourse goes on, and he basically invites her in. But you get this, like, something weird is going on here, Mm -hmm. right? Good tension. Good tension. This is the first 30 minutes, so I'm still in. Right. And the way that she acts is unlike any other scary movie. He's like, can I get you any food or drink? No. Because she's be like being smart, like yes, she's not gonna do like your classic dumb stuff, right? She Some, she is the the person, like you know, when people in uh, the movie theater are screaming, like don't go through that door. She doesn't do it. She doesn't do it. Yeah, she's doing everything right. Like she's playing right. to what the audience would expect, I guess, right, or would do in her shoes. And so, I'm pulled into this. I'm like, oh man, this is like you can feel like the tense. Uh, nature of what's going on. It, honestly, first half of the movie, fantastic. Okay. So, if you go into the movie knowing it's going to suck at the end, you'll be okay with it. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's a glowing endorsement if I've ever heard one. Right. <laughs> but so, Steve, this uh, this is my grievance. Your movie selection this year, and I think this was his number one. If I'm not, Ooh, if I'm damn. not wrong and how many did you give people i think 10 i'm sure somebody in the live stream will correct me okay uh i don't see anything yet um (laughs) get patience eric i had to like write it out oh yeah and i guess it's like a minute delayed or something isn't it yeah there's a little bit of a delay on it right but uh i don't know it was disappointing if if you can't find anything that you want to watch check it out Barbarian. Okay. Okay. It's free okay. on HBO Max. Or Do you have plus. a movie recommendation that you would put in its place for all the people listening at home? I almost lost my movie picking <laughs> privileges this year. Because <laughs> usually what the, the way Miranda and I work is it's like, okay, you picked the last movie or show. Now I picked this one. Because sometimes you're like, yeah. I kind of really want to watch this. And yes. Like, yeah. So... I've been on a streak of poopy movies, <laughs> and this one definitely topped it. You're I don't the think dog I've house seen. Him? Yeah, I don't think I've seen a really good or picked a really good movie this year. Mm. It's disappointing. I watched uh, leading up to the end of the new year. My girlfriend and I tried to watch Sophie and I tried to watch all the Harry Potters. Oh, 
I still have one. Uh, I still read in the last book, so I haven't watched the the last. Uh, one you don't yet. want to spoil it for yourself. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Don't don't tell me what happens. Okay. Have you been reading it since you were like sixteen or thirteen or whatever? Well, I don't have the attention span to read. Like I'll like read a page and then I'll look down and I've like flipped ten pages and I'm like I don't know anything that I read. So I do audiobooks. Yeah. Um. I just started the audiobooks like this summer, I think. Oh, great. The I love one. audiobooks. I've been, I've been on the audiobook uh, train for a long time. I have, like, an Audible collection with, like, I don't know. It's got to be a couple hundred books at least at this point. Does Audible not do sponsorships anymore? Like I don't know. I I haven't seen anybody sponsored by them in a while, but they used to be all about it. And I would... I know. If anybody's listening over at Audible HQ, hit me up. Because I would, I would promote the hell out of your stuff. Oh, yeah. I would love Audible. Honestly, um, I've been I've been a monthly subscriber on Audible for ten plus years now, at least. Not bad, not bad. Yeah. It's uh, do you do the same thing where like even if you finish a book, you just return it and say you didn't like it, so you can get another one? <laughs> no, I haven't done that. <laughs> oh, I used to do that. I would go through like eight, nine, ten books a month, and I just like, really oh, because a lot of them were like shorter, like the audiobooks, like three or four hours or something. Yeah. And I just return it. I said I didn't like it because they only give you one book a month with a yes, subscription. Yes, and they have they have some guarantee where if you don't like it, you can just get a new one, right? Yeah. So I abused I mean, the hell out of the policy. Yeah. Well, they shouldn't they shouldn't offer if they don't want people to. Uh, That's what I come up on it. Well, they I actually, said. you know what? Okay, I'm going to error a real uh, grievance real quick. <clears throat> one year for Christmas, my parents got me a year of Audible. Ooh. For, for as my gift, and I was like, oh, this yeah. is amazing. But here's the thing. They give you 12 credits all at once. So they don't give you like a. It wasn't like you still get your one credit and one audiobook every month. They're like, as soon as you enter the code, they're like, okay, just pick 12 books right now. Really? Yes. And they have a policy where you can't have more than three credits stored in your account for more than a month, which I didn't realize. So they just zapped so, your credits? They just zapped my credit. So I oh. went from having 12 credits on December 25th, and then January 31st rolls around. I haven't used them all yet. Boom. Nine credits gone. Or maybe it was I had used a couple, so it's eight or seven credits gone. Do we have a Boo audio track on our Ooh. soundboard? Uh, laughing, transition, riverside, clapping, drum roll. No Boo. No Boo. Boo. Yeah. There you go. Boo. I, anyway, so I... That's garbage. I, clearly, I emailed them and yelled at them, and they reinstated them, but it's still garbage policy. There, Some stores have some really stupid policies. Like, same if you get a gift card, and they're like, oh, it expires in six months. They made that illegal, I think. Oh, did they really? Yeah. They used to do that, but then everybody was like, this is clearly bullshit. So, right. Uh, yeah. So there was some law passed where gift cards can't expire. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, at least speaking, in Canada, maybe yes. in, I don't know if it's down in the U.S. You know who uh, the people that are classically hold on to gift cards too long? Our patrons. Our patrons. Yeah, we're like an hour into this podcast now, and we haven't. We had a slide over the after show. We got some questions for the after show. Yeah, but we but haven't. We haven't read our, our. I know. Okay. I know. So, uh, new patrons this week. We've got rigid fans. Oh, fans yeah, up, yeah. plural. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I'm excited for the plural. I'm not excited about the fact that they love Ridget so much, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got Jevin Cheney. Do you know Jevin? I don't think so. His account is blown up. I guess I met really? him at, uh, yeah, he's got like a hundred and something on Instagram. He's one of those oh, awesome. classic people that put out like a couple reels and within like a month gained like 80,000 subs. Hell yeah, Jevin, get right. that money. Yeah, so that's awesome. But then he, so I met him at the festival event in November, and that's when we were like talking about stuff. He was like, "So how much do I charge brands?" And I told him like ideas. He was like, "What?" I was like, "He was like, oh gosh, I didn't know this." He was like, "I've been undercharging like crazy." So yeah, yeah, we had a yeah. good conversation about that. Um, and then we have Heidi Riley is a rigid fan. Is that her first female patron? No, no, I think we have one or two. Okay, okay, okay. So, always appreciate it. Yes. I, I've been telling you, we need to get more women into the woodworking space. Yeah. We yeah. also need to have more women as guests on the podcast. What do you think? Should we just, like, drive around with, like, a, a long net on the end of a stick and just get them into woodworking that way? Yeah, just you know, <laughs> get them in the net. Or drag like a, them down into a basement. Yeah, yeah exactly. Something like, yeah. <laughs> Some real barbarian type stuff, right? <laughs> exactly. And uh, maybe like a little blow dart with a little bit of <laughs> the it's tranquilizer. Just this, yeah, some small tranquilizer. Just Nothing a little bit. Crazy. Just a little bit. Nothing crazy. What? What's from, uh, what they say from Dahmer? I just want to hang out and watch <laughs> yeah. a movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe take some artsy photos. Yeah, take some artsy photos. I can't wait till they do the new season of that show. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for that. Um, but anyway, so we also have our top tier patrons are Cockers, mm-hmm. Luke Schmidt, Jason Price, Derek Jennings at Pecan Tree Designs, Corey Duvall, and Scott Eastman at Eastman's oh, yeah. Woodshop. And? And the Power Cocker, formerly known, known as Wes. West. I love that. I do. That's I do, good. too. I do, too. So if you want to get your name read on the episodes, you go to patreon.com slash offthecutpodcast and join our Patreon community where you get access to the after show and a bunch of other cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And normally we read your names earlier in the episode. We just we got, got we got distracted talking about movies and stuff. Right. Right. Did we talk right. about woodworking at all this week? Uh, yeah. We, I made some reference to cutting miters on table saws that's true we talked about table saws a little bit yeah huh all right well what do you say we head over the after show and uh oh next week everybody listening now we're gonna have have uh our guests should we tell them who it is or just save that for the patrons uh save it for the patrons but you're gonna want to tune in next week because it's gonna be good it's gonna be a good one all all i will say little teaser is if you thought or you want to hear from somebody who's just getting started in woodworking and content creation stuff that has had a lot of ex- a lot of success in a very short period of time, you're going to want to hear this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with that said, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up and head to the after show. Sounds good. Be anything to say to the people. Thank you for listening. All right, Tell we will friend. see you next week. Tell a friend. Send an email. Send us a voice note. Oh, voice note. Go to the bottom of the podcast description for this episode. Send it a voice note. Yes. And don't not just Mark Alms. No, yeah. we don't. We don't. But pre- also Mark Alms, if you want to do some more, yeah. that'd, be, that'd be really cool. <laughs> we like the, uh, the voice note things. We sure do. 
All right, everybody, we're out of here. We'll see you over at the after show or uh, if you, all the freeloaders. We'll see you next week. <laughs> see you, everybody. <laughs> see you.